away. Welcome to the CJB Sports Show podcast. On this episode, we meet the newest member of the Winnipeg Jets, Sam Gagne, and we continue to preview the Labor Day Classic. Ed Tate of BlueBombers.com stops by. That's coming up on the podcast. As we wait for Sam to call in. Oh, we have him. We have Sam Gagne. He has called in. Sam, welcome to the show. Welcome to Winnipeg. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. So tell us, how did it come together between you and the Winnipeg Jets? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, we had been talking a little bit throughout the summer, and uh, things got serious over the last couple of days. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. I think it's a good opportunity for my for myself, for my family, um, and uh, I'm looking forward to getting there and getting to work. So the last couple seasons you've spent in Detroit, obviously the, the COVID seasons have been a little different for everybody, but was there a, an interest in you coming back to playing in Canada? Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, like I, I grew up in Canada. Um, uh, I, you know, I, I enjoy living in Canada. Um, I don't think it was something that I, you know, I felt like I had to be in Canada, but, um, you know, I, I do, um, I do enjoy playing in Canadian markets. I think, uh, my experience in, in Edmonton and Vancouver, um, you know, the fan support and, um, just, um, you know, the fact that hockey is, is number one. Um, I'm a guy that, you know, I love hockey. I love playing it. I love watching it, uh, talking it. So um, I think uh, it's a great fit and uh, I'm looking forward. Uh, I'm looking forward to the season. How would you describe yourself as a player at this point in your career? Well, I think uh, I've evolved. Um, uh, early on in my career, I was more relied upon to be uh, an offensive guy. Um, played on the power play, um, try to create as much offense as I could. And, um, you know, I, I think I, I've evolved into more of a, you know, I played a lot of minutes on the penalty kill last year, uh, played more of a defensive role, was out there uh, protecting leads and, um, you know, with the goalie pulled, all, all those different types of things. So I think that um, I've gained a lot of experience um in in a lot of different ways and um you know hopefully um can provide some versatility to the lineup and provide some leadership uh i think um i've got some experience and um you know i'm i'm hopeful that i that i can help in in a lot of different ways and yeah looking forward to to meeting the guys and and getting to work do you have any experience with any of the jets on the roster uh, surprisingly, not really. Um, you know, I, I think the amount of teams I've been on and, uh, the amount that I've been around, um, I would have thought that there would be a few guys that, um, I had played with in the past, but, um, I think, you know, I, I have mutual friends with a lot of guys and, uh, obviously played against Winnipeg a lot, um, throughout my career. So, um, you know, there's a kind of a mutual respect on the ice. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I've already had a few guys reach out, which is great, and um, excited to, to get there and, and get to know everybody better. In your experience playing games against the Jets in Winnipeg, what are your memories of the environment playing here? Yeah, it's a great environment. Um, I think uh, the fan support is great. Um, you know, they're loud. Uh you know, I, I, I look back on some of the chants and, um, you know, I'm, I'm happy. 
I'm on that side now. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I think playing in a Canadian market is a, is a special thing. Um, and uh, something that I have experience with and, and know how to handle. So, uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited about it. Was there any discussion in the process of signing the contract about what your role on this team would be? Um, a, a little bit. I think, um, you know, it's more, uh, I, I think I've developed some versatility over the course of my career. Um, you know, I've played penalty kill, I've played power play, I've played all three, four positions on all four lines. <laughs> so, um, you know, wherever I'm needed, um, you know, I'll fill in and, and um, you know, be happy in, in any role and situation I'm in. Um, you know, I think I can provide a lot of, um, you know, veteran leadership. And, um, yeah, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm excited about the fit, the opportunity. Um and uh, looking forward to seeing how everything shakes out. I'm curious I, I, I'm about when you ha- talk to a player that's been in a number of different markets like you have, do you keep memorabilia jerseys from each stop along the way? Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I, I, I don't, um, I, I have jerseys from, from every stop, but it's not something that I like keep or frame or anything Uh Maybe uh, after I'm done playing, that's something I'll be, uh, you know, more interested in. But I, I do, I do have some different things from every stop along the way. Um, and uh, yeah, you know, I'm. I think uh, it's always exciting going to a new team, getting a chance to, uh, you know, meet some new people. Um, you know, I've I've bounced around uh, a little bit, especially the you know the back half of my career, but. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's something I'm looking forward to. Um, and, uh, yeah, just excited to get things going. So where are you right now, and when are you coming to Winnipeg? I, uh, I'm i in Muskoka right now. Uh, this is where I spend my summers, uh, just a couple hours north of Toronto and Ontario. Um, uh, we have a place on the lake here um, that, uh, you know, it's awesome. I train here skate here uh we've got a pretty good crew uh of us that that train together so uh it's been it's been a great summer from that perspective my kids really enjoy it here because they can be you know in the water all day and you know they're so busy up here so it's been awesome um i plan on coming to winnipeg as soon as i can i mean i, I have three kids the two oldest will be in school this year so got to get them situated with school uh, i need to find a place to live um, and then, um, yeah, uh, looking forward to getting there. So it's September 2nd today. Is this as late as you can get in terms of signing a deal and then making sure you get to the new city on time? Because it's only a couple of weeks before training camp begins. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's the latest I've, um, uh, I've ever signed, um, I guess other than, you know, when I was an RFA, um, but I think even then I probably signed a little bit earlier. Um, but yeah, uh, it's, it's a challenge with, you know, with kids and, you know, especially my kids are school age now, um, you know, in school starting uh, early next week. So we're probably going to start a bit, a little bit late, which, uh, which is fine. And then uh, finding a place and, and getting that all situated, but just part of the job and something that, um, you know, you sign up for and you know about. So, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm happy, uh, we were able to get something done and, um, you know, I can just focus on, 
uh, getting the family situated and, and getting ready for the season. 33 games away from 1,000 for your career. Is that a milestone you take a lot of pride in? Um, not so much uh, just the number. Uh, I think, um, you know, the fact that uh, I've been able to play as long as I have and, and you know, battle through some adversity. Um, you know, I've been to the minors a few times and I've been, uh, you know, had some injuries and, um, you know, I think, uh, yeah, I take pride in the fact that uh, I continue to, to play. And, you know, I think I, I, I had a good year last year, which I was proud about. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it's a league where you have to prove yourself um, every year, every every day, really. Uh, so, I, you know, I plan on coming to camp uh, prepared and, and ready to go. And and um, I plan on, you know, bringing, bringing value to the team and, and, and hopefully uh, help, helping the, the Jets take another step. On that note, you, you played for a Detroit team the last couple of years. That was not really in the playoff hunt ever uh, during your time there. Is it going to be a, a welcome change to be in a market where there is the expectation of making the playoffs this year? Yeah, uh, definitely. Um, I'm really... Um, you know, excited about that expectation. Uh, you know, I, I haven't had, um, you know, a lot of years with, um, you know, on a team with the opportunity to do that. And it's something that, uh, um, you know, I take a lot of pride in, um, you know, a- any chance I've had to play in big games and, um, you know, gear up for the playoffs or play a playoff games. I've, um, uh, you know, really enjoyed those moments. Um, you know, I, I think, uh, just talking with some of the guys, there was, um, you know, there was an excitement uh, to get back to the level that uh, they know they can get to. Uh, I know there was some disappointment last year. So, um, yeah, definitely looking forward to it. I think, um, you know, the team has a lot to prove uh, and the expectations are high and that's a really good thing. So, um, yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Well, Sam, I appreciate you taking time to talk to us here tonight. Enjoy the the rest of your time in the Muskokas before you get busy coming to Winnipeg and safe travels before we see you at training camp. Okay, awesome, guys. Thanks so much. As we turn our attention back to the Labor Day Classic and welcome in our friend Ed Tate of BlueBombers.com. Ed, how many Labor Day Classics is this for you now? Well, that's a good question, Christian. Uh, I don't know. No, gonna guess. I'm gonna. Well, I I missed a couple when I was doing a hockey, but I'm gonna. It's in the high twenties. Let's put it that way. All right. And how would you describe the Labor Day Classic to somebody who's never watched Canadian football before? That's a good question. It's um, it's sort of for me it's everything about the league that uh, makes it special um there's rivalries you know elsewhere there's you know the game that's going on right now that you mentioned is probably the weakest of the labor day rivalries um but the battle of alberta the battle between toronto and and hamilton is always good but the prairie one between winnipeg and saskatchewan is just special it's um it's a mini great cup uh, and I've used this analogy before when, when the league was in especially in trouble in the mid nineties and there was concerns about how many teams were going to be in the league and whether the league was going to survive. Uh, and I talked to talk to Troy Westwood about this and he had a good analogy. The, the Labor Day classic was always like the league's safe place or its home button. It's it, 
it just felt right. The, the game's always sold out. You see people in the streets before the game, you know, wearing their team's colors. It, it's just, uh, it kind of captures everything about the, the league and the game that's that's special in one weekend. And uh, if you have the chance, man, it's really worth going out to, to check it out. Do you think the environment's changed when they moved from Old Mosaic to New Mosaic? How has that changed the Labor Day Classic for you? Well, I, I suppose some people would say that the, the old Taylor Field was quaint, but it was kind of like old Winnipeg Stadium. There's a lot of memories there, but you know, it was time for a refresh for just for fans and their amenities. People are, aren't used to sitting on metal benches anymore. And, you know, you, you know, it, there was just so much about both those stadiums that was fun for a while, but they needed a change. I, I, I talked to Chris Walby about this for a piece that's on our site now. And he, he mentioned that back in the day at old Taylor field, you know, if he went to the ground, his elbows would get all scraped up. There were pieces of the turf missing and that they would just spray paint green over the, the concrete that was underneath. So I think um, both fan, uh, the players, especially, but the fan bases are real happy to be in the, the two best stadiums in the league. So um, I've got a lot of memories at both places, but I tell you what, the, even the press boxes are better than in the old buildings. That's for sure. Well, I would hope so. Yeah. I haven't been to the new <laughs> mosaic. I, I went to the old one uh, to cover a university football game a number of years back, but uh I can only imagine it's better than that experience was. But looking at this weekend specifically, this matchup between the Riders and Bombers, obviously on paper, this is a game the Bombers should be favored in. Where do you see the biggest difference between these two teams in the matchup? Um, I think that they're they're fairly even. And, you know, like Saskatchewan's front six really gets after it. That's a, that's a little bit scary for Winnipeg. Uh, you know, and there's Saskatchewan's got an excellent receiving core. They they can run the ball just like Winnipeg. I would say that right now, one of the advantages they would have would be in quarterback play. I mean, Cody Fajara threw for 300 yards last week, and, and an important win for him and the Riders in in Vancouver. But they were also sacked seven times in that game, so that's one area where Winnipeg has a huge advantage too. Is there? is uh, along the offensive line. But I just think that Zach Claros is playing at another level compared to Cody Fajardo. Um, you know, he, he just, he's got that winner attitude and a kind of a confidence about him. And Cody Fajardo had that for a while, uh, but it seems to have faded a little bit and he's under the microscope in Regina for some inconsistent play. So I guess if you ask me to kind of circle a couple spots in the depth chart, I would say a quarterback and on the offensive line, uh, the two offensive lines are dramatically different, in my opinion. Speaking of offensive lines, Michael Couture was back practicing this week with a soft cast on his arm that was broken back in week two. He's got a nice big scar on that left forearm. Is he going to play this week? I don't think so, Christian. You know, when the Bombers got back to work earlier this week, it was a really big day because uh, Michael Couture was back, Brandon Alexander, the All-Star Safety, was back at practice. I think they're being really careful with those guys. Uh, Michael might be available next week in the Banjo Bowl and possibly Brandon Alexander too. I'm not sure he would line up at safety yet. I think they've got to get these guys kind of back up the game speed. As you mentioned, Michael has been out since the second game against Ottawa early in the year. And, and Brandon Alexander's last game, as everybody remembers, was the Grey Cup. So 
I think they want to be cautious about getting these guys back in the lineup, but they're they're starting to get healthy. Although, you know, as soon as I say that, you know, it looks like they're going to be without the Houston for a while. Um, you know, still no sign of, of Greg Ellingson practicing and, you know, Janarian Grant's iffy. So, you know, there's still some question marks for the Bombers as they head into a really important uh, series against Saskatchewan. Are you worried at all about the secondary? Houston went down, Renee went down last week, and Jake Mayer had a pretty dang good game against that secondary last week. Yeah, he did. Um, I, I suppose you could be worried, but I really liked what Jamal Parker did when he came off the bench uh, to replace Demir Houston, who had been playing really well. So, you know, you can't take a starter out of a unit and not feel the impact of that. Um Patrice Rene was a bit of a, you know, an unknown because that was his first game, and it's really unfortunate what happened to him. Um, but the Bombers like Jamal Parker an awful lot. I've talked to Winston Rose today, and, and he said he's got that kind of cornerback swagger that, he, you know, he knows he's going to get beat on some plays, but he's got the short memory and gets back up there and, and makes some plays. But um, you know, it, that is an, an area that will probably be magnified on on Sunday because the if Cody Fajardo can buy some time, they've got a scary good receiving core that could cause some problems for Winnipeg. And you're right about what Jake Mayer did against that secondary last week. Winnipeg's going to have to figure out a way to make uh, Cody Fajardo a lot more uncomfortable than they did against Jake Mayer in the last game. Did you see that coming from Greg McRae last week? Um, maybe not to that extent, Christian. I mean, you see it in practice every once in a while, and there's flashes. He was a really good college player at Central Florida. Um, I kind of call him, I mentioned this to Derek Taylor on a pregame show, he's like an American version of Nick Dembski. You know, he can run the ball. He's a, a gifted receiver, too. Um, but that catch he made for the touchdown was pretty amazing. And then there was a couple other plays on top of that that were big, including in that uh, drive at the end of the game where they took a couple minutes off the clock where he converted second down opportunities. There's something there. Buck Pierce, to his credit, this is a guy that was in Toronto's camp last year and was cut and was really wondering about his future in football. But Buck Pierce saw something in in his skill set and give him credit for figuring out ways to get him touches. He's a guy that brings some speed to that receiving core and we know that they've got really good possession receivers and, you know, an emerging star in Dalton Schoen, but it's a receiving core that could use a little more downfield uh, speed and, and a threat. And I think Greg McRae could be that guy. Because we hadn't really seen much from him this whole season other than the BC Lions game. He had a decent usage and then that was kind of it until until last week. Dalton Schoen not really involved in the offense, but Nick Dembski had a monster game and going up against his former team, does that add any juice, or has he been in Winnipeg long enough that that doesn't matter to him anymore? No, I think there's juice for anybody, especially a guy that played for the other teams. Uh, Nick said earlier in the week that he just woke up on the first day of uh, practice this week, and he just it felt different to him. So I'm sure he's excited to go back there. That's a team that picked him in the first round, as you remember, a few years back and you know played some games. Labor Day games, too, wearing the wrong color, the green. So I think he likes to go back there and and represent his hometown and get some things done. You're right, he was so important for what they did offensively against Calgary, and it it was just an example of all the stuff he can bring to to an offense. He's just a – I still think 
there's a, an upside or a ceiling for him that he hasn't reached yet as a receiver. And we know what he can do as an athlete, as a running back too, or carrying the ball occasionally. There's a, that's a really an attractive package for Buck Pierce to use in his offense. So prediction for Sunday, can I get one from you? Well, you know, the scary number, as Bomber fans will know, is that Winnipeg's 2-14 and 14 in their last 16 trips for the Labor Day Classic. That's just a gross number. Uh, they did win there last year. Winnipeg has won four in a row against Saskatchewan, including the 2019 West Final and last year's West Final. Those are the two biggest ones of all. So, uh, I don't know. There's something about this Bomber team. When we talked about it earlier, I think Winnipeg's offensive line uh, it gives uh, Zach Calero some time. I'm going to say it's always tough, but I'll say the Bombers by a touchdown. Well, all right. Well, uh, we'll uh, I probably won't hold you to that, but maybe our listeners you will. Can we'll go ahead. Well, I mean, what am I, am I going to get penalized if I'm wrong? No, no. No one's going to remember that. And if you're right, nah, you can okay. brag about it. There you go. There you go. There you go. All right. Ed, appreciate your time as always. Thanks for this. Have fun at the game on Sunday. Appreciate it, Christian. Have a good day, and thanks for having me on. Well, thank you very much for listening to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. If you like what you heard, guess what? You can hear more every weeknight on CJOB from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Of course, that is when the Jets are not playing because if the Jets are playing, then I don't have a show, but I'll be part of the pre- and post-game coverage. Anyway, thanks again for tuning in. Subscribe if you'd like. We're available on iTunes and other places I'd imagine. So farewell until we meet again. So long and thanks for all the fish. So sad that it should come to this Try to warn you over the day. You may not share our intellect, which might explain your disrespect.